this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. This is a production from Dream Realm Enterprises, where dreams are our reality. My name is Putch McNuttich, and I'm captain of the Titan One and their crew of misfit bots. Or at least I was. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. For those who may not be familiar with us, the robots of the company, we are a group of service robots who were serving on board a deep space cargo vessel, the aforementioned Titan One. Anyway, some months had passed since we came to believe that our lost friend Briscoe was actually alive and well. Yeah, it was a pretty bizarre holiday season last winter. But since then, the strange bot known as Button, whom we all came to believe was probably really Briscoe, had vanished without a trace, as had the old cyborg who supposedly rebuilt him, Dr. Octagus. Nope, there was no sign of them after the initial meeting. Dr. Octagus and Button had completely disappeared from the surface of Bob. Their research lab had been cleared out. You'd never know they had ever been there in the first place. The whole thing is a mystery that we may never solve. Anyhow, as I said, a number of months had passed on Planet Bob, and my crew had resigned themselves to making a life on this strange, sentient planet. But I had gone through some changes. Unpopular changes, mind you. But they were changes that made me more determined than ever to fulfill my mission for the company. Praise the company! By getting the Titan One repaired, recover our lost cargo, and head back to company space. Like I said, was the beginning of the end, and this is how it all started. You are listening to Robots of the Company, the fifth season premiere. Yes, it's our 50th episode, and it's titled Zimtron for President, and was written by Jonathan Patrick Russell. Just a little more. Just a touch more. Perfect. How's it coming, Boffin? Well, Captain, we've nearly finished moving all the wreckage of the Titan One into this junkyard you ordered us to build. Only one load left to grab. Excellent. P2, please fetch the last of the wreckage. I want to inspect everything. You betcha, Pudge. Captain, I'm not sure why you want to inspect everything. Well, I'm telling you, the Titan One will never fly again. She's too badly damaged this time. Look, Boff, I finally remember what our mission is. 
and it's in my programming, we have to get our cargo, or what's left of it, back to company space as soon as possible. If we can't achieve this goal, I'll have a major mental breakdown. Again, it's, it's in my programming. Oh, well, excuse me, Captain, but I think you've already had a mental breakdown. I believe that would explain why you went mad for a couple of years back there and, and then actually started believing wildly impossible things. Well, like, for instance, Briscoe being accepted on Master Quiz 3000. Do you, do you remember that? No, and boy, am I glad I don't. Look, this is vitally important, Boffin. We have to find that cargo. It just has to be intact. Well, now, I, I just don't see how that could be possible, sir. Look... I realize how difficult this must be for you to accept or understand, but this mission cannot fail. All our futures depend on it. Well, if you say so, Captain. I do. Besides, here comes Payload now with the last of the wreckage. He's sure to have found something. Well, here it is. This is the last of it, Skipper. I'm not sure how it can help. It, uh... It's just a garbage can. Oh, no. Oh, boy. I can feel my positronic net starting to heat up. This could be it, boys. Now, 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 calm down, Captain. It may just be a garbage can, but, well, who knows? It could be important, though I fail to see how. Is that what I think it is? Not now, GD. My head is about to burst. Literally. And it won't be pretty. No, seriously. I know that object. Yeah, no kidding. It's a garbage can. No, it isn't. Well, what? Well, I think you must be mistaken, GD. It's quite clearly marked as a garbage can. Oh, yeah. How many garbage cans have you seen that are sealed and stamped with the words top secret? Well, none, actually. Exactly. And now you have. Well, then it would be the first. Except it isn't. I'm confused. Uh, you're not the only one. What in Sam Hill are you talking about, GD? Just that it may look like a standard garbage canister. But trust me when I tell you, this is a CU-57 cargo node. A what? CU-57. It stands for Cargo Unlimited. Code 57. Simply fascinating! What's Code 57 mean? I'd say that refers to where it was actually filled and sealed. Well, that's just amazing. If only I knew what it meant, I'd be just as impressed as Boffin. But as I'm not, would you mind explaining it, GD? It's a special military code, Captain. It means that it houses a special cargo. A big cargo. A top-secret cargo. Hence the words on the side, top secret. Jeez, you guys are dense. Then, then, that means this is it. And it must be preserved at all costs, even at the cost of our lives. D but, Captain! No ifs, ands, or buts, boys. This cargo is now our first priority. And from this moment on, anyone who goes anywhere near it will be deactivated. He's lost it, I tell you. Captain Punch has finally flipped his lid. Terminally. I, I mean, placing an armed guard on a garbage can? Armed guard? 
It's only P2 with a broomstick, and when anyone approaches, he simply says, shoot. Well, that may be so, but it still proves my point. The captain has lost his marbles. Again. Something must be done. Since you're so smart, Tubby, what do you propose we do about it, huh? We have to take affirmative action immediately. Oh, oh that sounds so sexy. Affirmative action. Oh, affirmative action. Thanks for your support, Trevor. Uh, can we count on you, Zipper? Well, man, I... I, uh... Uh, what was the deal again? Merd, we're not explaining all this again. Just take it as read that Zipper is in. Hey, whatever works, man. Just so long as there are lots of fruity drinks laced with macho alcohol, dude. Done. Fine. What is this all about, guys? We heard about your secret little meeting. What do you freaks think you can accomplish without the rest of us? Yeah, I was having a really nice nap under a shade tree over there. Hey, that was me. Whatever. So what's this all about? Some of us think it's about time to do something about Captain Potch. So basically you're saying the same thing I've been saying for ages now. We, oui, but things have really gotten out of hand lately. Now his actions are really affecting the rest of us. Especially with his let's all return to company space nonsense. I mean... Even if we could return to company space, why would we want to? And it's hardly possible in the first place. But he's just lost it. And, to put it succinctly, the captain is off his metallic rocker and must be replaced forthwith. Again, the same sort of stuff I've been telling everyone for, like, ever. I can't believe you guys. Yeah, it'll never happen. Putch has too many friends amongst the crew. That's not what I meant, GD. I can't believe you guys could even consider a mutiny against the captain. <gasps> oh no! Not a mutiny? I didn't sign up for that! Oh, how about you, Zipper? Hey, 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 rock on, man. Oh boy. Halt. Who goes there? Uh, it's me, P2, and you know it. Sorry, Skipper. Just showing you that I'm doing my duty as a security guard. And what a bang-up job you're doing, P2. But there's no need to take it quite so seriously. But I take everything I do seriously, Skipper. I know. Which is what I mean. You can lighten up a little, you know. Noted. I'll give it a try, Pudge. Swell. And now where's Boffin? He should be looking over the wreckage and assessing our chances of rebuilding the Titan One. I believe he went for a walk with Kika and Trevor. He said he needed to take a breather. I thought that was odd, considering none of us spots actually have lungs. Right. Well, tell him to report to me the minute he gets back. You betcha, Pudge. Great. See you later, P2. You betcha, chum. Huh? Papa. P2? Yes, Skipper? I, I could have sworn it. Look, never, never mind. I must have been imagining things. I'll, uh, I'll see you around. You betcha, Pudge. Take it easy, Captain. Uh, sure. Whatever. 
Exploring is such fun. I mean, you'll never know what you'll come across. I mean, what's this? Oh, it, it, it's the door we just came through, Trevor. See what I mean? How interesting. Um, in what way, Trev? Well, just think about it. It's a door, yes? We know that. But where does it lead? Oh, that's rather an easy one, mate. It's Dr. Octagus's empty lab. At least I think it's empty. We haven't properly explored it to see if anything could have been left behind. There may be some clues to Briscoe's whereabouts. Not, not to mention how we came to be here. Yes, this is why we came to explore. Remember, Trevor? Of course. Ha, how silly of me. So what next? Why don't we just have a look around, eh? Sorry, my bad. Uh, right. I, oh, oh, look. There is some equipment still here. Cool. Oh, let me see, let me see, let me see. What is it? Oh, well, it looks as if they were running some tests on the wishing well. It, 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 it seems to be in some sort of stasis field. And it must be powered by that very advanced-looking stasis field generator. <gasps> that is so cool. I wonder what would happen if we switched it off and asked the wishing well where they might have gone. Do you think it might be able to tell us anything? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the wishing well is dangerously unstable, which I suspect is why they put it in a stasis field in the first place. It's proven itself very dangerous. Remember what happened the last time it was used? Oh, yeah, I remember. The planet was sucked through it and everyone came out looking like tiny purple pig people for about 48 hours. <laughs> was that ever a strange day or what? And since then, we've seen nothing of the wishing well. I suspect Dr. Octagus must have kept the wishing well here for study and close observation. Hmm, fascinating. I wonder if he learned anything about it. Well, I know it's risky, but don't you think we should at least try asking the wishing well? I mean, considering what we could learn, surely it's worth the risk. Well, I I don't know, Kika. I mean, I mean we, we, we simply have no way of knowing what will happen if the wishing well is used again. Well, there's only one way to find out. I always say nothing ventured, nothing gained. Trevor, no! Hello, wishing well. Hello, yes. How may I be of service? Uh, no, now it's it's just too dangerous. Nonsense. Your wish will be my command. Deposit one coin and then make your wish. Oh, cool. I just happen to have a coin right here. You do? Yes, I know. It seems amazing. Trevor! Please praise your wish thusly. I wish for, and so on. Trevor, we don't know what will happen. Oh, I'm sure it'll be all right. I wish... Oh, I know! I wish that a happy bot would appear right here from nowhere. Your wish is my command. Hooray! I'm saved! Oh, this cannot be good. Oh, hello there. What's your name? My name is Happy. I'm a pilot. I've been lost in space for at least a couple of years now. 
just hanging there in space, floating along. I was sure I'd never be rescued. And then there I was in space, and out of the blue, I was here with you. Hooray! Where is here anyway? This is Dr. Octagus's laboratory. Yes! Yes! Welcome, Happy! I'm Trevor, this is the wishing well, and that floating bot up there is Kika, and the nervous bot standing here next to me is Boffin. Are we on a planet? Yes, this is Planet Bob. Wow, I'm so happy just to be anywhere. Sweet! Welcome to Bob! Oh, that's great. Just great! So, Trevor, how is bringing this bot here supposed to help us find Briscoe? Um, well, uh, I honestly hadn't thought of that. I just wished for something to see if it would work. I mean, we should test it a few times first, right? Now, I I think it's really too risky to... Excellent! I'll try again. Uh, Absolutely not. No, Trev. It's just too dangerous. Wishing well. I wish... I wish for you to bring a more intelligent bot here to Dr. Octagus's lab. Your wish is my command. Just a few well-placed breadcrumbs and Excelsior will... Hey! What's going on? Oh, no. It's you guys. Hey, Popsicle. How wonderful to see you again. Wish I could say the same. Where the heck am I? You're back with us on Planet Bob. What? How the heck did I get here? Oh, I just wished you here. Isn't it marvelous? You did what? I just made a wish for a more intelligent bot than Happy here, and then you popped in! Popsicle is more intelligent than Happy? It may be a technicality, but yeah, slightly. If you're just going to be insulting, you can just send me back where I came from. Wait, now, now, Trevor, I know you mean well, but, but... Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'll make another wish to send you and Happy someplace nice. That sounds more like it. Oh, okay. But any place is nice compared to where I've been for the last couple of years now. Uh, no, Trevor. Now, I really must insist. You've been lucky so far, but we should stop there, rather than tempt fate. Oh, I'm sure it'll be all right. Look, I'll just drop some extra coins in the well to make sure everything goes swimmingly. But, 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 but... Your wishes are my command. Oh, stupendous! In that case... My first wish is for Popsicle and Happy to be sent someplace fun! This is someplace fun? Looks like a great place to me. Oh no. Look over there. Where? At those guys. I know those guys. Damn. Let's just try to keep a low profile. Pass me that drinks me you to hide behind. I really have no desire to talk to any of them at this point. I can't believe you bots. And I'd still say it won't work. Merd, listen, we're not proposing a mutiny. You're not? No, it was a less thing from our thoughts. Then exactly what are you proposing? We just think it's high time we had a democratic election to choose our leader. Oh. Well, that's different. I... I suppose that's fair. But have you spoken to the captain about all this? Not yet. But we plan to. Don't we, Sphinx? Oh, you betcha. Okay, fine. So you want to elect a new captain. Who do you think will make a good replacement for Captain Putch? I think I'd be the perfect choice. 
What? You're kidding me, right? Of course Zimtron is kidding. What he meant to say was that I'd make the best replacement for the Capitan. Give me a break. <laughs> you guys couldn't captain your way out of this club. <laughs> Thanks a lot. We. Oui. So who do you think would make a better Capitan, huh? <laughs> well, I could think of a few billion other bots more suitable for the job than either of the two of you. I suppose you are about to suggest that you'd be better at it yourself. Well, if I were interested in the position, which I'm not, I'd certainly be a heck of a lot better at it than either of you two. Well, I don't see anyone else willing to take up the position. So, we'll have to let the voters decide. Whatever you say, Sphinx. <laughs> I, I gotta get out of here before I laugh myself to pieces. <laughs> you coming, Squeak? In a moment. I just have a few more questions for these two clowns. And for your next wish... Oh... Uh, let me think. Absolutely not. That That's enough, Trev. Seriously? It's probably for the best to stop right here. You have three more wishes. I suggest you make them a good one. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, what should I wish for? What should I wish for? What should I... mm. Probably best to quit while you're ahead, Trevor. Why tempt fate, after all? I completely agree with Kika. It's far too dangerous to continue. We can't predict what will happen. The well is, is, is too unstable. There really is no need to be insulting. Oh, uh, my, my apologies. Accepted. Oh, maybe you're right. I suppose I should quit while I'm ahead. The wishes have been paid for, therefore they cannot be refused. If you stop now, the wishing will continue randomly. It will? Oh, okay. Sure, that sounds fair. But, Trevor, no! Why? Is that wrong? It is too late. Your wish is my command. <laughs> oh boy, I have a bad feeling about this. As do I. So, when do you propose to hold this election? I'm ready now. Oh, for the love of... You have to take some time to win over voters. No campaigning? We, oui. The computer is correct, mon ami. We need to take some time to campaign, have debates, kiss baby butts, you know, that sort of thing. Fine. I'm up for all of that. Is, um, uh, a week from today enough time? For everyone to make up their minds as to which of the two of you will be the best bot to be responsible for their well-being for the foreseeable future. You're kidding, right? No, we are not kidding. The election will be held one week from today, and believe me when I tell you, Zintron, mon ami, I will win this election with a landslide. Oh, you could win this election if you buried me under a landslide. I'm going to wipe. The floor with you, Frenchie! <laughs> we'll see about that, laughing boy. Or should I say, laughing stuck? <laughs> oh boy. This is gonna get ugly. Oh, you have no idea. You 
You have been listening to the fifth season premiere of Robots of the Company, episode number 501, Zimtron for President, our 50th episode, written by Jonathan Patrick Russell, which starred, in order of appearance, Joe Thomas as Putch, Shane Harris as Boffin, Dave Weaver as P2, Ellie Hirschman as GD, Jeff Niles as Zimtron, Jim Barber as Sphinx, David Alt as Trevor and Zipper, and Sally Wiggett as Squeak. Steve Anderson was the computer. Wayne Hayward was Dave the Tree. Captain John Tatterzak returned as Payload. Danny Cutler was Kika. Jonathan Patrick Russell played the Wishing Well and Happy, and Daryl Looney played Popsicle. The Robots of the Company theme tune was composed and performed by Daryl Looney. The incidental music was provided by Kevin McLeod. The associate producer and post-production editor was Jeff Niles. The co-producer was Vince Staden. The sound designer, script editor, producer, and director was Jonathan Patrick Russell. The series Robots of the Company was created by Jonathan Patrick Russell, and the copyright is held by Dream Realm Enterprises. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this program without the express written permission of Dream Realm Enterprises is strictly prohibited. We interrupt our regularly scheduled credits to bring you this update. We now come to you from DreamRealmSite.com. So join us there on the web from now on. That is all. Now back to your regularly scheduled credits. Take it away, me. And if you'd like to email us with any old comments or questions, you may do so at darkbuilding1 at yahoo.com. We may or may not write back. We reached a milestone during the making of this audiogram. Join us next time as the fifth season continues with the second part of this two-part story for the robots of the company. It's a little episode we like to call Random Wishes. Until then, this is the creditor, as always, asking you, won't you please stay tuned? This has been a production of Dream Realm Enterprises. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. You can listen to classical and brand new audio dramas through the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or iHeartRadio today. There's eight different podcasts, one for each day of the week and genre and the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed so you don't miss a day of your favorite shows. Subscribe to Mutual Audio tonight. Good night!